Hola belleza, I'm Wendy Barba, your host and wine country lover. Welcome to the Napa Vale Show, the podcast. I'm here to bring you closer to the popery of talent in wine country. I believe that life is about living our passions. The Napa Valley Show is a fun place to learn about wine while showcasing compelling stories from remarkable people that have crafted their own journey, making their dreams a reality. Listen to their incredible, inspiring story to help you grow. You will discover what makes Napa Valley unique. Meet the talent behind our valley, our purveyors, entrepreneurs, winemakers, chefs, and of course, wine lovers like you and me. So let's embark on this journey together, discover our unique blend of talents, unleash our passions, and toast to life. Vale? Descubre, saborea y brinda. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Irma, for being here with me and interviewing me. It's the first interview. Salud. Salud. Salud por el éxito de Southside, de Irma, de Napa Vale. Estamos ahorita tomándonos una agua fresca que tiene que mango. Uh, piña, mango, and mandarin orange. Oh, my God. It's so delicious, guys. Está riquísimo. Gracias. Hola, bellezas. I want to introduce to you today Irma Robinson. Irma is the founder and owner of Smoke Open Fire Cooking, a catering company focusing on exceptional food inspired by fire since 2007. And just recently, she opened Southside. The first location is like close to Napa, Sonoma, right? It, yes, it's we say Carneros. Carneros. Right on the border of Napa and Carneros. And I fell in love with that place because their chilaquiles are amazing. And then just recently, they opened um, Southside in Yachtville. Um, and there's a third location that we'll be sharing with you very soon. Uh, but the com it's a community center cafe, a coffee bar in Napa Valley. The cafe serves a chef-driven menu, a real California cuisine with Latin influence. Wow, Irma. I have no idea how you do it. And one of the things that I was like this morning, I was thinking like, what should be the topic? Like, what is it that... I I'm so curious of so many things that I want to know about you. But one of the things is like, how is your, how did you journey from, you know, from to entrepreneurship? That's pretty much like how and where did that passion come from? You know, Wendy, it's really been something that's been one step at a time. You know, really the, the idea initially was, um, I, I wouldn't say that I had the entrepreneurial bug to begin with. It okay. was something that evolved over time. I, I would say that my husband really always had a passion to run his own business. And we got to a stage in our life where um, my husband had been working for um, a winery for eight years and he was a winery chef and it was time to do something new and on, on his own. And so we always collaborate on ideas and if we can both back up an idea, then we go for it. So yeah. when he came up with the idea to have a catering business that um, was based with open fire cooking, serving okay. food fresh on site. Um, we thought that was a, a great idea to be able to, to serve food that wasn't being prepared ahead of time and held and then served in the event. Because you're always saying to yourself, you know, sometimes catering food is not quite as, you know, enjoyable. Of course. And part of that reason is because it's the, some of the preparation is done ahead of time. 
Whereas with our business, we do the prep ahead of time, but we cook on site. So that is so awesome. Using you know the bounty of the local ingredients, we are um, so lucky to have. And when did when did um, open fire um, smoke open fire kitchen get started? So um, we started the business in 2007, okay. um, and we a year later we um, we uh, leased our first space for um, a catering kitchen. Okay, we took over a well well known uh, space called the Foothill Cafe on Old Sonoma Road. Okay. And, um, and that's where it began. It was a restaurant that we converted over at the time we had another business. And so we split the office between the small wine import business we had and, uh, the catering business. Um, I was still an, originally when we started the company, I was still, uh, working, uh, for Quintessa and okay. I was a tasting room manager there. And then when we thought the business had enough legs, um, it was time to, to do it together. So mm-hmm. that was the first sort of building block. Okay. And, and step in that direction. And, and once we started it, you know, I really enjoyed the, the ability to make decisions and control, you know, what we were bringing, you know, to our business. I really started to enjoy that part of it, that piece of it, you know, having independence to, to take what you're passionate about and, and create something from it. So, so you were doing full-time in Quintessa mm-hmm. and then you had the Vino um, import export company. Mm-hmm. It takes me now. That- takes me now. And then at the same time you had just opened up. Correct. Smoke. Correct. So we had those businesses um, um, together for, I guess we closed the import business in 2015. Okay. Um, and then, focused our energy. Things sort of happened at the same time. We had an opportunity to open up the cafe. It was time to make a change. And um, we decided to focus our energies on those two businesses. Yeah, because, you know, when I when I think of your of your story and now that I that you know that you've mentioned that you were managing safety manager at Quintessa and opening up your own business, I think that I mean at least for a lot of people that come to the valley, they're looking for that opportunity. They're like they want to know how do they get started. And especially in Napa, I feel like that's kind of, I think, I mean, for, at least from my experience, it was really hard to mm-hmm. go into like the wine industry. Um, and I have, a, I thought I had a really strong CV <laughs> to back it up. But I feel that, you know, it also has to do with the fact that before Quintessa, you had been somewhere, like you worked somewhere else as well, right? Here in Napa? Yeah. Yes. So um, I did I did a few um, part-time jobs. I did my, my you know, uh, a small stint with um, Dariush. And um, I um, I met my husband on a temp position at Cake Bread. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You got to tell us this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I, what ended up happening when I was at Quintessa, besides, you know, moving forward with this idea of the catering business, a lot of women will probably relate to this. And that is, um, I had my second child, so I had my son. Okay. And, you know, I think the desire to have a little bit of independence or what I, Mm -hmm. what I innocently thought was going to be more time and independence versus Mm -hmm. a lot of time running your business. Um, but still there's freedom, you know, today I can, you know, plan and go to a, you know, um, a function at the kids' school, or if I need to leave to pick them up, I do have that flexibility. Doesn't mean you're free, you know, in the evenings, might mean you have to catch up on some work later, but it is nice to be able to step away um, when you choose to. Yeah, no, it's true. To, to not miss some of the things that, you know, you, you have the potential to miss with your kids. So that was part of the drive, not just 
you know, being able to grow an idea of our own, but to have flexibility with family and with the catering business, that was, uh, that was actually uh, one of the biggest uh, reasons why we did a catering business initially versus the restaurant, because with the restaurant, you're there seven days a week with the catering business, we could, you know, stop and maybe not take events for a, a certain period of time, take a family vacation. Okay, so take me back in the time when you and and when you met your husband at Darius. <laughs> not Darius, at Cake Bread. I mean, Cake Bread, sorry about. Well, so um, before I moved to Napa, I lived in Australia for almost four years. Okay. And, um, you know, that's basically where I got the food and wine bug. Um, living in Melbourne, Australia, you know, there's just so many wonderful options to, to dine and go to farmer's markets and um, you know, very, very cosmopolitan city and, you know, between the Aussie culture and, uh, you know, multicultural other foods that you can mm-hmm. find there, it was, it was fantastic. And, um, you know, I had the freedom to do it. I, at, you know, at the time I was there, um, you know, I was in my late twenties and I had, uh, I'd been working with, um, Microsoft and another IT company and oh, so completely and different industry, completely different industry, but, oh, um, still, you know, doing project coordinating and, and planning different, um, events for the team, um, social events, which, you know, that's just what I love to do. So okay. it, was, it, it allowed me an opportunity to find restaurants or locations to take the team or create an event or go to dinner. And yeah, I mean, I really took advantage of, of that time in my life and the city I was in and the surrounding areas to, to travel and venture. I just felt like I wanted to do that when I got back here. So being from the Bay area, um, mm-hmm. being from uh, San Francisco, I thought, well, I'm either going to do it in San Francisco or I'm going to do it in Napa or I'm going to do it in the East Bay, like Oakland. I knew mm-hmm. coming back, those were places that had, you know, a really good food scene. So um, I just happened to explore an opportunity with um, Cake Bread. Okay. And um, it was just a one-day temp assignment. Um, and my husband was just getting ready to start a new job at Franciscan. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. We didn't start dating right away, but um, eventually I... Uh, I, uh, he and I connected and were able to, to start that relationship. So. And then you, when you started as a temp, what position, what role did you have? I just wanted to um, be in the tasting room. Tasting room. Okay. Yeah, I just, I was just trying to get my foot in the door because that's key in Napa. Yeah. Especially if you don't come from with, you know, a, a background of, of restaurants or, mm-hmm. or wine, wine industry. I mean, I had a passion for it, but, um, I had to take my project, you know, management and my event skills and, and, you know, create a role. And so I was just exploring different wineries to see, you know, what the opportunities are. I definitely had an interest in events. And so, um, those were the types of opportunities that I explored and looked for. So, so you went from Cake Bread and then Derouge and what role did you have? Cause I mean, I feel like, so Cake Bread got you into the wine industry and so Cake and Derouge were both keeping room positions. And then I went to work for Jermaine Chandon for two years. And I was a hospitality marketing coordinator. Okay. Wow. So that's amazing because then you really saw the business and like, I can see how you implemented that in, in your own business now, because mm-hmm. you, when you, first of all, you come from like the background of Microsoft and, you know, you work for a corporation where, you know, everything is like, cook, not cookie cutter, but somehow it is because everything's on schedule and execution is key. But at the same time, like implementing that into the wine industry and then overseeing a team, a tasting room, organizing events. And so it helps when you're building, you know, 
operations and, you know, but you also enjoy hospitality. It's mm-hmm. sort of the, the mix, you know, when, when we're building the business or when I'm involved in the business today, you know, I'm looking at our operations and, and, and working to try and improve, you know, our existing systems and, and, you know, different programs we're using and planning a future for our growth. Um, yeah. But, you know, the passion is the food and the wine, and the people. So that's the beauty of having cafes and being able to connect with people in our community, um, you know, relationships that we've built over time. Because when you're in hospitality, you meet a lot of people, whether they're in the business or they're visiting, um, you know, there's, there's people with, you know, similar interest and, and we're, you know, we're all in this because of our passion for Napa and and food and wine and, and, you know, that drives our personal interest and yeah, our professional interest. And so. the culture, I think, too. The culture is a small town, mm-hmm. even though we do have so many events. Emma was just mentioning to me all the events that are happening. And I'm like, I have no idea when I can even attend one of these. But it is. It's like... Well, we're close. You know, we're, are, we're very close to what's happening out there because either we're being hired to cater the event or we want to participate in the event. So... Definitely, you know, we definitely have our ear to the ground on, on the events that are happening in the valley. And, you know, there's there's opportunities for our cafe now to be involved um, with events. Um, we're next, the next event that we're um, both our catering and our cafe are participating in um, will be Yonka Live. Oh, wow. No, no. I've been, I've been to one of them two years ago, but I, yeah, I've, I've just been to one of the concerts. So um, our catering business has been doing a um, bubbles brunch with, oh, okay. um, with our fried chicken that we do. Um, it's become you know quite the popular um, item for our, for people that are interested in smoking Southside. Um, but at the brunch, it's become a big hit, and so we'll be doing it again for I think this is the fourth year that we're doing it. Oh, cool! And um, the town of Yonville just lights up and there's events happening, you know, through the weekend, um, middle of March, I believe it's March 15th through the 18th. Every, every year is the same time, right? Like, um, more or less around more or March, less, Yes, right? no, it's more or less the same, it's the same weekend. Okay. And then, um, one of the things that like you were mentioning going back and I'm sorry to take you back to this, but I'm just like intrigued. Like, were you ever scared to leave your, you know, being at Quintessa and like starting something that you, you had no idea what it was going to turn out to be? I mean, I think you're always a little bit scared when you make changes and moves, but, um, you're, I think the excitement and maybe the, um, the not knowing of, of challenges yeah. allows you to make that leap. I think you, you know, it's all things happen at different stages in your life. And I really felt like that was the right move at that stage in our life. Uh, and we are willing to take the risk because I felt really confident with, you know, my husband is, I think he's a very talented chef. Um, he's really good. <laughs> I can tell you. And, you know, I've gone through pretty much all the whole I, menu. I feel like every project that we've taken on, whether it's been a remodeling of our home or starting the business or, you know, any kind of project or venture that we do together, um, I think we uh, complement one another. And I think we build each other up and we do whatever it takes with the support of great friends and, and our family behind us. Um, you know, 
we feel like it's worth a try. And so, you know, you sort of, you just move past that fear. And I think leaning on one another helps. Yeah. Helps you not be worried about it. It, It's so, so true. I think, I think that having that clarity, I am, you know, leaning on, on each other. Um, You're both, you know, have already a, a, a commitment to being happy that you guys you know, sign before becoming partners, like business partners. I think that's really, really, I'm, I'm just saying that from with my husband sure. and I own, owning the business is so, so important. And do you know, like, is there a way that you, you can tell us, like, how do you disconnect being in business and being like, just with your husband? Like, is there a way to say, let's disconnect and not, you know, not get so involved um, every single second you're with him? I'm sorry. I can't say we're, great at it Mm -hmm. but I I know that we both um and I'd say I'm more so me like I'm committed to finding great experiences for us to enjoy okay and that pulls us out of you know we might have a conversation about work while we're somewhere but I mean we we enjoy the same things we love going to restaurants we love to go to um uh sporting events like we love the San Francisco Giants Um, We love being around people. We love connecting with our friends. So those opportunities allow us to disconnect. Like that's, that's where we have, um, that's where we gain pleasure is by being with people that we like, by going to new places we haven't experienced before. And a lot of times we're drawing inspiration for what we're doing. Like if we go to a restaurant, a new restaurant in the city or something. I'm looking at like the flowers and looking at the place. Stop. No, no. But that's, <laughs> that's fun funny. for us. You know, that's, yeah. I think when people say do what you love, we're really lucky because we're able to, you know, go to places and do things that we enjoy and then take from it, whether it's a dish, you know, Morgan's like dissecting the, you know, the plate, you know, what's in here. You know? Oh my He's, God, that is so, so we're, cool. We're looking at it from different angles, but, um, but it's fun and we it's really nice to be taken care of when you're giving hospitality all the time. So it's nice to be on the other side. So that's relaxing in itself. Yeah, I'd we'll love to go to lunch with you guys. This is the artist. We'd love to enjoy that. Yeah. yeah um, we definitely, you know, we definitely enjoy, we indulge, we, you know, we don't we're not shy about, you know, ordering food or, you know, ordering a bottle of wine that we want to enjoy or finding a new cocktail. <laughs> and is it something that when you were a kid, you're like, this is what I wanted to be? Or you had other dreams? Uh, you know, I really didn't have, a, 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 I didn't really, I don't think I acknowledged what my passions were when I was young. I think mm-hmm. I was, I'm the youngest of five. And so I think I was always very well looked after um, in terms of, you know, just like think my family would take care of things for me and just, you know, love me and let me be. And, and uh and so I just was being myself and, and I, I wasn't really, you know, um, I didn't really have an idea. I just knew what I was enjoying and, and my family would cater to that. So um, I, I believe from an early age, I loved going out to, to go to restaurants mm-hmm. and, and experience what they had to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a memory of, you know, a girlfriend taking me to a restaurant in San Francisco mm-hmm. um, at the King George Hotel. And it was so different mm-hmm. than what I really ever experienced, you know. At home, being uh, of Mexican descent, you know, mom would fix lots of different things, mostly Mexican food, but, or her take on spaghetti, you know, which mm-hmm. was delicious, but probably had, you know, <laughs> a Mexican taste but, um, but so to sit down at the, the King George, you know, mm-hmm. hotel and have, you know, 
different things that were more English. You know, it was fascinating to me. That is awesome. And I enjoyed it. And just, it wasn't just the food. It was the whole ambiance and everything. And so I think that's always drawn me. Yeah, yeah, it's like the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's what I like about our cafe is that, you know, each one has its own mm-hmm. unique feel. And uh, we try to give each one its own identity based on the location. Um, obviously, Carneros is very much a neighborhood, you know, restaurant. Um, but hopefully in what you see, there's, there's a little bit of Latin touches, mm-hmm. you know, with the sugar yeah. skull wallpaper and, you know... Um, it, obviously in the menu and here at Inyantville, you know, we've got the, the Mexican blankets yeah. from Baja that we sell. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And, but, you know, all, you know, tasteful and approachable and, and, and welcoming, hopefully. Yeah. I hope no, that's what you get when you No, come. absolutely. And you know what? Whenever we saw Southside, I'm like, oh my God, Southside's opening up in Inyantville. And I was so craving, and this is the day we met, by the way, <laughs> I was craving the huevo rancheros. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, they're going to have it right here. <laughs> and I'm looking at the menu and you know when your mouth is like already tasting the food uh-uh. that you're like you get there and you're like they don't have it <laughs> so my husband was like he's a excuse me he's a type that he'll eat whatever but if I have something in my head it's like that craving I'm like I gotta satisfy and he's like babe just try whatever <laughs> and I ended up trying what was unspecial that day and I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then um, we were, I remember we were sitting down and I'm like, I think that's the owner. I think that's her. He's like, no, he's, she's not going to be here. I'm like, oh, no, this just opened up. That's the owner. And whenever um, I approached it to, you know, to find out if, you know, if you managed it and you told us you're the owner, I knew like the first thing I, he's like, he knew it. He's like, the first thing you were going to ask her is like, why do we have the huevos? Yeah. <laughs> and I did because I wanted to know, but I actually like really like the whole I think concept. You mean the, the chilaquiles. Chilaquiles. No? Yes, yes. yes. Sorry. Because yeah, no, I'm like all about chilaquiles. I'm like, oh my God, chilaquiles. So then, um, and then I'm to get different things at different yeah, places. I feel yeah. like it's, you know, we may have them here one day, but, um, I, I just, we like the idea of having different offerings at different yeah. locations. So there's a different draw. Like here, um, something we have on the menu that we don't have at uh, Carneros is the um, the Croque Senora. Crocs, oh, that Croque Senora is so credit. good. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Morgan, like the other day, he's like, you have to try the Croque Senora. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you know, a, a popular dish here. And then... There's some things that must be at every location. And I think that would be like the biscuits, chutney, sangre. Yeah. The, the, the signature dish. That's oh, signature yes, dish. yes, so yes. <laughs> things like the avocado toast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll, we'll keep it interesting and we'll add more things as time goes on. But we wanted to, you know, this, this location opened really quickly. So we wanted to make sure, you know, we were able to open as quickly as possible. So we had, you know, not a limited menu, but um, a, a smaller menu than, than Carneros to, to start. How about like smoke open fire kitchen or what's the signature dish there? You know, I mean, really where a lot of people um, don't know this, but we started our fried chicken with smoke open fire cooking. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that actually um, was, a, was something that Morgan used to do at the wineries that mm-hmm. he was working at. And then when we opened the catering business, you know, we do elegant plated food for our catering business. You know, um, we do um, fun food like the fried chicken. 
um, approachable for larger groups. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the key there is that we can do everything from, you know, beautiful vegetables grilled over open fire to, you know, a, a beautiful, you know, side of salmon. It could be anything just using fire as a medium. Oh my God. So, you know, it's, it's very um, Mediterranean in terms of we use olive oil. We don't use, you know, a lot of people get confused and think that our concept is barbecue, but it isn't. Whereas, you know, we similar to Southside, you know, we're using fresh local ingredients because we're in California. Um, and, you know, some of our food has a little Latin twist, but, um, you know, Morgan is a classically trained chef. And, you know, even though he's trained, you know, with mm-hmm. French style cooking, he, you know, his heart is very much in the Mediterranean, you know, Italian type food, olive oil based. And so all of that goes into to what we create. Wow. So, and then like for us, for Morgan, like does he manage or like the menus for all the different locations or? You know, it's really a collaboration. Obviously he is, he has set, uh, you know, um, direction for everyone on on the food. But, um, you know, we have chefs in both of our business and we like to, you know, have creative collaborations with the people that work for us because, you know, Definitely, we have an idea for both businesses and our brands, but um, I think some of the better ideas come from, you know, sharing things together and, and letting our, our our team of talented people, you know, bring new and fresh yeah. ideas to the table. No, and that's important. Everything's changing. Mm-hmm. And I really like that also you guys are supporting locals because you, you buy everything locally. I really, really like that. But just, I kind of feel like that's also embedded into the Napa culture too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't see somebody going across, like, you know, the States to go find, like, any ingredient that they have. Mm-hmm. So, so, and what other, what else can you tell us, like, if there's someone that's looking to start their business, whether it's catering or opening up their new restaurant, what tips can you give them, like, going into that? Because it's catering, like you said, you wanted to do it to have the flexibility mm-hmm. of not having someone... I mean, not having your um, restaurant open 24-7 because it's really your, that's pretty much what it is. But now you've seen what it is being in the catering business and also in the restaurant business. It's, um, it's, it has to work for you and your life. Like one of the reasons that the cafe, I love it so much, we love it so much, is um, it's breakfast and lunch. And I love how people come to our cafe in the morning to come and get their cup of coffee and they're happy. People are happy. In the <laughs> um, well, some people, because they, well, it's funny because some people need to have their coffee and then they're happy. They're happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but there's something just, I think after you've had a good night's rest, you yeah. know, in the morning, things always, no matter what happened yesterday, things always look a little brighter in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I like that energy. I'm a morning person. My husband is not, but, um, but that's okay. You know, he does love, his morning coffee and he's you know we love connecting with people and in at the cafes that's what we've been able yeah. to do so um we we found two businesses where we can create what we're passionate about mm-hmm. um and maintain a balance um in our lives mind you right now is a different time because we've opened you know two restaurants and we'll have a third one in a very short period of time you know so that's just how it is for that period of time. You know, we see the long-term vision, but whilst we're doing all these things, we always try to add some kind of balance. So for someone that's trying to start 
any business, whether it's catering or cafe or, or a store, um, I, I think you have to have a passion for what you're going to create. And I think, I think that you have to prepare yourself for challenges that, you know, will come up. Um, but, um, be determined and, and stay positive. Um, because if it's, if, even if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. you'll gain something from what you've learned in the process and you'll meet incredible people. Um, so, you know, surround yourself with as many people that, you know, keep you positive. Yeah, and it's true. It makes a difference. I mean, it's wonderful to meet you and, mm, you know, if you. I didn't have the cafe, you know, that wouldn't happen. And that's, that's the big difference between, um, the catering company is wonderful. We have years of relationships with wonderful clients, um, that we maintain and we see, but with the cafe, we get to see people on a regular basis it's every true. day and meet people that we might not otherwise. I mean, it opens up such a, a bigger a platform to connect with people in our community, whether it's teachers at our kids' schools or, you know, um, people that own other businesses and, and people have an opportunity to come up to you, um, and, and talk to you, really get to know you and, and, and we get the same opportunity. So I've really loved that. I, I, I have really enjoyed that. It makes me happy about where we live and, and about, you know, the future. Yeah. And I, I think I, I think I like that. I never thought of it that way. Like, owning a business that you pretty much open it up when people are trying to get their coffee and mm-hmm. then you're connecting with them. I never really thought of it that way. This morning we went into Carneros and it was really busy, but there was about five different people that we could talk to, you know, just, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? You know, and how's breakfast and sure, you know, catch up with her. And, um, you know, one of our, um, winery clients, um, Silver Oak, um, mm-hmm. Matt Duncan was in there today and, and, you know, I, I, he was coming to get his coffee, but he was also, um, I was also able to place my wine order. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love it when that happens. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> this is why it's real. It's like, I love, that one thing about Napa. It's like, it's such a small town feeling. And it's like everyone supporting each other and helping each other out and making, like just being in a community and very collaborative. I, I love that. Um, we, we met our, um, or we saw our new neighbors that are going to be above us at, um, at the Century location, um, okay. Naked Wines. Okay. Um, they'll, their offices are above our cafe. So we, um, we met Alex and, uh, and also Jackie, the winemaker, um, and they were having a coffee and they were looking forward to in the summer being able to be on the same location. So, um, any characteristics that you admire in, in women that own businesses that are entrepreneurs or is there someone that you follow that you're like, she's my inspiration. Like what inspires you? I know I gave you two questions there. (laughs) (laughs) Let me focus on on characteristics uh, of of women. Okay. That I think are, are good ones. Um, I just I I love uh, when women can be creative mm-hmm. um, and and take their creativity uh, to develop their business. Uh, I'll start with someone who I work with because mm-hmm. I love what she does. That's Jamie Georgie uh, from the Monkey Flower Group. Okay. Um, you know, we originally worked with her to, um, to, uh, order flowers for some of our catering events. 
But um, I always loved how she had flowers displayed at the Oxbow Public Market. Oh, that's her? Oh, wow. And um, when I used to live in Australia, mm-hmm. I loved having uh, lived in a neighborhood where you could shop for different gifts or items, you know, um, or go to your favorite little cafe or grocery store. And, and that's what I had in mind when we opened up Carneros. I wanted to have, you know, um, some gifts available for people to purchase. So Jamie does an amazing job. She supplies us with our decorative flowers and plants. Mm. And then we, we don't sell flowers any longer, but we sell plants at um, Carneros. We've got, you know, really cute options for gifts. And um, I just like the idea of going, you know, oh, I'm coming to get my coffee and I'm on my way to someone's house. I'd like to bring them some flowers yeah, or you know, some candles that we sell from, you know, another uh, retail vendor. And, it's just fun. I get to know people that are, 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 you know, creating merchandise or sourcing merchandise that will work in our space. So creativity is big. Um, I think, uh, a few other things would be, um, you know, uh, the ability to take a risk, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think, um, when someone is supportive, you know, that's, that's great. Cause we're supporting each other in our efforts where, you know, I, I'm supporting her because she is doing something amazing, mm-hmm. but I know that it's meaningful to, you know, to share what she does with other people. So of course. I have to meet her. Definitely. Yeah. She's, she's really <laughs> talented. And, um, and you know, I think another characteristic that I, I forgot to say was just being authentic. Yes, that's true. Because it shows. If you're authentic, yeah. if you're showing your authentic self, then people will pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's very true. Yeah, I didn't even know. Um, I didn't know you guys were selling those in, in the other location. <clears throat> I've seen it around in Knoxville a lot, and it's beautiful. Like, every arrangement is very gorgeous. Um, and then as far as, like, who, is there somewhere or some someone that inspires you? Or that this is where when you're having your your day of challenge or, you know, those days that are like, Oh my God, what did I do? Where do I do now? Like what, how do you, you know, get I, out of that? Um, I have to say that, um, I'm very inspired by my family, by, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, my mom is the matriarch of our family. Um, and she has, you know, survived so many things in her life, you know, from being a young girl in Mexico to, coming here to the U S and, um, you know, she's, she's the, the glue to our family and, mm-hmm. and keeps us close. <clears throat> she's worked hard all her life. Um, and finally retired. I'm happy to say, Aww. so we get to enjoy her more now, but, um, you know, I, I definitely draw inspiration from her and the support she lends me. I mean, I think, uh, as a, as a business owner and as a mom, if you don't have, people to help you, um, there's no way you can make it happen. So, I mean, there's been many times where I've leaned on my mom to help when, you know, Morgan and I have to be somewhere or we have to manage something in the business or we want to go away on this business trip. And, you know, my mom's always there. She's always, and and besides my kids, now she takes on my, my dog. (laughs) Luckily he's super cute. So that's not hard. I think she's actually secretly falling in love with him too. Oh, moms are the best. Moms are, yeah. 
Oh, that's great to hear. I feel like I feel the same way with my mom. She's an accountant and she manages our books. <laughs> so that's a huge troll. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge troll. But For um, sure. And yeah, she's like the one that she's like, everything's going to work out. Everything's like my, my, you need my, to hear that. The, yeah. The that one that so like, it's important. telling me in my ear, everything's going to be fine. <clears throat> so that, that, yeah, that's, that's beautiful to hear. Um, Irma, what do you want to share with us? What's coming up new in Southside? Um, <clears throat> you know, we're going to be open uh, later in the evenings there, which is going to be new for Southside. So I tell you, I love my mornings and I cherish that we're a breakfast and lunch place. We're trying something new there. And um, it just made some sense to um, be so close to the movie theater, mm-hmm. um, to have an opportunity. And, and, the, and the space just lends itself to it. We're going to have a fire pit there. Oh, wow. Um, and we're going to have a larger kitchen with a wood-fired oven. So um, we decided to try later hours. In the weekdays, we'll be open until 8 p.m. Okay. In the weekends, we'll stay open until 9 so we can come have a bite, a glass of wine, some beer. You know, um, we always we always um, have a nice, you know, um, representation of, of you know beautiful rosés and some, you know crisp white wines and oh, nice know, things from either our friends or, or just that meet our taste. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, have you know great beer available. We always mix it up with a little bit, you know, of the Latin beer. You know, whether it's Modela. <laughs> um, or you know something from you know uh, Lagunitas, yeah, things that we know that we'll enjoy and that we hope you enjoy too. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's it. that's it. like so. Talking about this because I just thought of it now. When you Modela and Lagunitas, it's one of the things that before starting the podcast, I asked Irma, "How do I pronounce your name?" Because I'm like, do I say Irma or Irma, or I just want to be sure I get this right and. She wanted to share this with us, and I just thought of it now because when I came from Miami, I would I wouldn't say San Helena, I would say Santa Elena, mm-hmm. and I would I wouldn't say Vallejo, I would say Vallejo, mm-hmm. like the closest cities to Napa. Um, and it bothered me because like people were like just saying Vallejo, and I'm like that's not how it's pronounced. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna say it that way because no one's gonna understand me. <laughs> but like in your case with your name, like do you go by Irma or Irma or? I let people pronounce it the way they're most comfortable. Okay. Um, as a kid, you know, my, my friends at school, if they weren't Latin, they would call me Irma. And, um, you know, I it, I would struggle with them trying to say it. It would sound worse if they tried to say it in Spanish and they just couldn't roll their R. So yeah. I wouldn't fight it. Um, and, you know, when you're younger, I think you're more self-conscious. Or you can be. I was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... You know, I just let people do what they were comfortable with. But I remember kids calling my house and they would call and ask for Irma. And my mom would say, who? <laughs> who? You mean Irma? And I would be dying. <laughs> but now, you know, I really enjoy, you know, my heritage. And if someone, you know, approaches me and says it naturally, like you would, Irma, I love it. I think it's great. And, but again, I don't force it on people. Um, if I, if I meet someone who I can tell is of Latin descent, then I'll say, hi, I'm Irma. Mm, that's but, interesting. But if I, if I'm just meeting an, you know, someone else, and just the average person, I just say Irma, just because I feel like it's easier. Yeah. Sometimes it's people stumble, like, what, what is it? You know, and they can't say it or they'll say it wrong. So like, hey, that's too, yeah, too yeah. much work. And that happens to me, like, whenever, well, so our puppy name is Leo, 
but I spell L-E-O. So people would say Leo. And I'm like, if you're going to say Leo, he's not going to pay attention to you. And I, when I take him to get groomed, I say that. I'm like, he will not pay it. So I have to say, this is how you pronounce it. But I find that like interesting okay. that you do switch when you introduce yourself and like Irma or Irma. And I do it with my kids too. So I name both of my kids with names that wouldn't change in English or Spanish. Oh, really? So I have Ariana and Francisco. But it sounds the same. You just pronounce it Ariana. Ariana, Francisco. And, you know, some people say Ariana, you know, and she's sort of the same. She'll let people say it whatever way. But if you ask her what her name is, I think she does the same thing without realizing it. But Aww. if she's talking to someone and they're Latin, she'll say Ariana. <laughs> Do you think your kids are eventually building the passion to carry on the family business? Or? Oh, it's so hard to say. I mean, we... You know, we include them in mm -hmm. everything we do. They, they hear everything that's going on. They're a part of it. They come with us. They're involved. They ask about, you know, people <clears throat> that we work with. Um, but they definitely have their own thing going. So it's going to be there for them if they want it. Um, but, you know, if they decide my son is a, is a baseball player and he's a pitcher and You know, if, if he does well and he goes that route, I'll be happy with that too. You know, Aww. this is this is for us. This is yeah, for Morgan and I. And if the kids want a part of it, we'd love for them to to do it. But they've always said it more right now as youth. Like, well, you know, I guess I have Southside or Smoke. You know, all back. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I don't want to work for Smoke because they see us working pretty hard, right? So it's uh, you know, they're not they're not naive to that. So, but I think they're proud of what we have going. I think you know they're proud of us, and and uh, I think in the back of their minds, they know it's there for them if they want it. Yeah, no, and then that's important that way they, they build on their passion. If it happens to be continuing the family, this is amazing. And I think they love to hear that people say at their school or their teachers, oh, we love Southside, oh. we love smoke. It makes them feel really proud. So, you know, I think, uh, it's, like I said, it's there if they want it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, Irma. See? Thank you so much for, for being nada. here. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for sharing your story. Mm -hmm. um, and if anyone wants to find you, um, Southside or Smoke Open Fire, same names on the social media, right? Yes. And um, I think Southside is a Southside Napa. Right Southside now. Napa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I remember whenever I hashtag, I mean, do they at follow you guys? I definitely all those links are on our website for smokeopenfire.com and southsidenapa.com. So that's where you guys can find it. And when you're coming to Napa, you know where to stop. All right. Oh, thank you so thank much, you. Irma. Bueno, salud. Salud a ti. I look forward to seeing you here. Yes. I mean, you'll see me here. You'll see me here a lot. My, my father loves this place. He's like, oh my God, where's my black breakfast? <laughs> Irma gave us great insights on how to embark on your journey of entrepreneurship and ways to succeed. Let's revisit some of them. Takeaway number one, develop a business that gives you flexibility with your family. Having a business is hard enough, but if you build a business that can allow you to have family time, then it may help you bring more of that work-life balance. In Irma's catering business, it gave her the flexibility to be with her family after work And in Southside Cafe, it allowed Irma and her husband to also have nights with their family since their hours of operation are during the day, breakfast and lunch. Takeaway number two. We often are overwhelmed with data and how we can get started. Find your niche market 
and focus on location, location, location. You want to differentiate your business from the rest. In her case, it was offering different menu options in every Southside location and bringing French cuisine in fusion with Mexican cuisine. Oh my gosh, my mouth is so watery right this second. I'm just so craving those chilaquiles. Takeaway number three, get involved with your community. Networking is key for the success of your business. And in this way, you seek ways to collaborate with other businesses and how your business can support local events. You can learn more about this episode on finding your entrepreneurial journey on the Napa Valley blog at napavale.com. Hey, Bella. Thank you for listening to the Napa Valley Show. You can find the tips, links, and the show notes of this episode along with other episodes on napavale.com. And until next time, thank you for listening. Recuerda, unleash your passion and let's toast to life. Descubre, saborea y brinda because life is just way too short.